Well, thank you once again, worship team. See if I can move this stuff without spilling stuff. Okay. Well, there's a sense of, uh, from, from a couple of us and people I've talked with, a sense of heaviness, like Josh said, and so he just prayed for us. And um, I'm just going to trust that God is going to do what he does, and that's lead us into victory. <laughs> and there's a little bit of me that, uh, this might sound weird, but I kind of like to fight. Um, and I can't really do that physically these days. Uh, but we're going to throw some punches at the enemy tonight, and so we'll kick his butt with the spoken word, okay? So, you guys ready for this? Let's pray. Living God, we thank you that you are here, that you are with us, uh, that your might and your power surround us and inhabit us. And though sometimes that's fuel for confidence, and other times uh, it feels just like information, and we feel beat down, God, that uh, you hold our faith secure and our lives are hid and anchored in Jesus Christ. And so tonight I ask that you would lead us into victory in a sense of experiencing what is true about us and that you would shake the earth right now. Amen? If you guys would, let's stand and I'm going to read Psalms 62, 6 and 7. This is a psalm that David wrote from the Holy Scripture. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be shaken. On God my salvation and my glory rest. The rock of my strength, my refuge is in God. Go ahead and sit down. Here's a quote from Warren Wiersbe. It says, In our universe there is God and there are people and things. We were made so that we should worship God, love people, and use things. However, if we worship ourselves, we will ignore God, start loving things, and begin to use people. So did you catch that? We are designed to worship God, love people, and use things. But when we remove God from lordship of our life, of our heart, we get this all mixed up. We start to worship ourselves, we start to use people, and we start to love things in an unhealthy way. Uh, My experience is when I do this and when I observe this in others that it wreaks havoc on our own soul and I think it's why the condition of our world is in the condition that it's in. Uh, Destructive um, to the nth degree. And I think all of this has to do with this lordship of God. And what really struck me as I was thinking through this is how easy it is to slide into this as a people, how easy it is for me to slide this myself. And so my question is how can we avoid twisting and perverting this design, how can, how can I get this according to the design? And so I think the first place we're going to start tonight is, where does it come from? Why do we continue to function in backwards ways? Why do we continue to function in destructive ways? No one would come out the gate choosing destruction. And so what's behind that? What's feeding that? And in a word, I, I truly believe it's insecurity. It's when we feel insecure we start to function in these perverted and backwards ways. Uh, Copeland Parrish, Chris and Sharon's two-year-old, um, he, he's expressing a little insecurity right now in his life, where Chris and Sharon went on a trip not long ago. They are gone for about a week. Um, and when they got back, uh, Copeland 
It's a lot harder right now to drop him off at the nursery. It's a lot harder for Chris and Sharon to leave him with the child care. Why? Because his, his security was threatened. When mom and dad left, in his two-year-old little mind, he doesn't really have um, the development yet to know absence with return and time. And so now, you know, we were at a barbecue and Chris and Sharon are walking just to the corner of, of the yard where there's a deck and Copeland freaks out and he starts yelling and running to catch him. You see how that's coming from just a two-year-old's insecurity. Mom and dad are, are gone, even for a moment. So it's harder to be not right by his side. Now, Copeland's going to get better. He's already getting better, I'm sure. Um, but he, he lives in a solid home where he actually is secure, but he'll eventually recognize, oh, you know, this was just a moment. He'll eventually put, put some pieces together and his logic will develop to recognize he actually is secure. But again, when, when a two-year-old doesn't feel secure, you see the panic set in and you see the desperation set in. And for us, two and older, um, we have a little better grasp when an individual leaves that likely they're going to return. Uh, and so our security doesn't feel as threatened. And if it's a day or two, it's not that big of a deal. If it's deployment for maybe a year, that's a lot harder. If it's death and we have to last for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, that's even harder. But you see where all of this starts to breed this insecurity in us. And then let alone just the relationships, when we start to feel like our value is threatened, when I start to feel like my purpose is leaving, you'll see me, just like a two-year-old, panic and get desperate and do crazy things. This is when we have to find a way to control, right? So the way Copeland controls is he screams and hollers and he runs to Chris's side. How we control is we use our anger to lash out at people or we engage this people-pleasing, codependent spirit so they won't leave us. And all of that is these different forms of control. I have them, you have them, to, to keep something secure, to keep something intact and in place. And you guys have seen it. You know when you function out of insecurity. I call one of these boomerang love. This is when I say I love you only to hear it back. I love you. Please, 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 please say it back. It has nothing to do with giving love to the other person. This is when my acts of kindness or my acts of goodness or my um, care for my child is simply uh, building a fence so I have purpose and meaning as mom or so he doesn't leave me, so I'm, I'm a girlfriend. It's not real love. It's boomerang love, and it all functions out of insecurity. Insecure people do stupid things, and I'm a part of that. When you and when I feel like that value is leaving, we start to panic, don't we? We start to grasp. Where does this come from? Where is this? What's the story behind this insecurity? We're going to try to play a video. Um, My friend Cliff Graham put together a really cool video. Uh, It's going to introduce a word, a Hebrew word called kavod that some of you don't know, but it's a principle that all of you probably know. Um, if we don't get sound, I'll just roll with it. But Evan, see if we can uh, see if we can get sound. It's about three three minutes long. 
Okay, I'll explain it. I know the principle. It's a cool video. I'll show it to you some other time. Uh, this insecurity, in my mind, uh, and I believe Scripture backs this, it comes from this need that we have. And this word that I want to introduce you to is a Hebrew word called kavod. A lot of you guys have heard of it. Uh, basically, English, there's a lot of different translations, but the one I like the best that I feel like fits the most is glory. It comes from this, this, this thing of weight, of deep weightiness. And so you and I and everyone born is searching for this value and this purpose, this glory to experience in our life. Again, weight, I think, adds a, a deep meaning. And so uh, some of you all are familiar with, uh, if you've read my dad, Bill Ewing's book, Rest Assured, he uses the Greek word zoe, which means life. Uh, Steve preaches from that a lot. So it's somewhat interchangeable, this idea of zoe or searching or quest for life, and this idea with kavod. Again, kavod is the, the ancient Hebrew word that they're familiar with. And so in our search for lasting purpose, in our search for kavod, we implement all kinds of strategies. And that in itself comes from this deep feeling of insecurity, that something is lack, something is missing, so I must try to find it. On this quest, you, you find out things like God-given needs that are placed within you, like you need to be loved, you need to be accepted, you need to have purpose and value. But I think underneath all of those things is this idea of security. Because if my love can come and go, it's still flighting, right? It'll still cause anxiety. If my purpose is found in a circumstance that can change, that is, is, can be temporary, say I'm a mom and all of a sudden my 18-year-old is going off to college, my purpose just changed, right? If my purpose is found in my ability or health and my kavod is, is in the ability to serve other people in a physical way, well, mine's gone. So you can see how that breeds insecurity. So all of these God-given needs that are placed deep within the human soul, without security, you still end up on this grasping scenarios that can be taken from you, whether a person's opinion of you changes or whether a life circumstances changes, and it still rests on your performance and what you do or the opinions of other people or what happens to you. And so I think what we're after and what we're looking for is all of those things in an eternal, anchored, can't-be-taken-from-me kind of way, and that and that in and of itself is going to produce peace. Make sense? Because we have detached our kavod from God, we know nothing of the security. And so we seek it with everything and everyone. This is backed up in Romans 1, 21 through 25. It says this, They did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore God gave them up to the lusts of their heart, to impurities, to the dishonoring of their body among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator. In other words, worship God, or you will worship everything else. 
And I think that's where our insecurity comes from because everything else is fleeting. Everything else can change. Everything else is dynamic. And so we know this. And so it produces this unsettledness deep within our heart and our soul. And so just like a two-year-old, we start to clamor for it. Insecurity produces idolatry. We turn these gifts into gods. We deify things in our heart. We make good things the ultimate things. So all these things that we mentioned, all the things that you're pursuing, all the things that I'm pursuing, again, I believe those things are meant to be gifts. But the moment that we don't have that security in our hearts, when, we're, when we forget that kavod is ours, we then deify these things. And so this is where we, become, we begin to worship them, whether it be objects, careers, ideas of success, or people. Circumstances changed, produces insecurity. People's opinions of us change, produces security. Our performance changes, produces security. And again, I think this is why that quote is so spot on, is because when those things happen, when those things are put in place, this is where we worship ourselves. This is where we use people, and this is where we love things. Why do we do it? Why does everyone on earth continue to to live from this position of insecurity and continue to seek these things out? Well, in a sense, they work, right? They do give a false sense of security. They do give a temporary taste of this kavod, of this glory. The ways of the world provide a sensation of kavod in limited, temporary ways that only satisfy in the moment and often leave a bitter taste and haunting emptiness in the soul. I don't have to convince you guys of this. Everybody has experienced this. The sensation is there, but you know it doesn't last. And you know the latter state is worse than the first. Again, thinking how we are designed to use things in a healthy way, but yet we use things to get this kavod. And this is where, in our culture, nearly everything is available. Nearly everything is for sale. But here's the trick. If we're willing to pay enough. Listen to this excerpt from a book that I was a part of. It says, These false sources of kavod, value and security, they call out to you. They're ready to show you anything you want to see, ready to do anything you want them to do, as long as you are willing to pay the price to addict you, take your money, and control your heart. Psalm 16.4 says, Those who barter for other gods, their sorrows will be multiplied. If you exchange... True, lasting, eternal kavod for anything else. God's promise for me is your sorrows will double and triple and increase. And so it's helpful for me to think through truth when I'm tempted to go somewhere else for this. When I'm holding on to a material thing too tightly that I'm not willing to give it away. Or when a relationship is less than perfect. And I start to try to find ways to control and manipulate so I can get my needs met. The promise of God says that strategy will continue to destruct and continue to poison. Not just you, but everyone around you. Sin takes you farther than you want to go, keeps you longer than you want to stay, and costs you more than you want to pay. 
Okay, so where do we get security? Where do we find security? We're all prone to this insecure action. We, we function from it. We live from it. So where do we find security? Because the quest for life, the quest for kavod, the quest for meaning, it doesn't go away. God put it there, and he put it there for a reason. Psalm 62, 5 through 8. This is what we uh, started tonight with. Listen to this. My soul... Wait in silence for God alone. This is David preaching to himself. My soul, wait in silence for God alone, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be shaken. On God, my salvation and my glory rest. That's the part that stuck out to me when I was reading this week. On God, my salvation and my kavod rests. The rock of my strength, my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is the refuge for us. When we start to recognize that what you're searching for and what I'm searching for, even after I've been inhabited by God, even after I've become a Christian, and yet my heart still is prone to walk towards these false idols, my heart is still prone to function from insecurity, I have to continue to remind myself that my kavod, my glory, is found in God. I keep this, what is this? Donkey jawbone. My Aunt Marcy gave this to me. It was an awesome gift a couple years ago, and I keep it on my nightstand. It usually has a Bible and a book or so. works great for that. But to me, this is, this is my reminder of God's power. That I love, I love the idea that, that an eternal God uses time critters like us to tell his story. And thousands of years ago, he used a man named Samson. And his spirit came down and inhabited Samson. And so the presence and the power of God, in a sense, took over this man who was a judge uh, to eliminate evil. He used a jockey dabon to kill a thousand Philistines. That's Lord of the Rings type stuff, isn't it? It's real. It took place at a location that's still on our maps today. And I love that he used a dead animal's bones and a time being a man who bled and had whiskers and slivers just like me. And God used his power and has rested his spirit and his kavod onto Samson. He did it to glorify himself, to continue this story of a perfect God using imperfect man to redeem us. And thousands of years later, this sits as a reminder that he wants to use me. That that power and that thing you're searching for is God. And he wants to use you. And the story continues to be told tonight. It's the same story. Psalms 31.3 says, But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my kavod, and the one who lifts my head. So we as Christians ought to function as the most secure people on earth. Because what we're looking for, what we're after, what the whole world is clamoring for, is anchored and tied to an eternal object. It is tied to Yahweh, the Lord, the creator of all things, who does not change in character, in his approach to you, 
And that spirit has descended and inhabited you as a Christian. And so when we function out of insecurity, I believe it's simply because I have taken my eyes off whose God is and whose I am. And so I think as a body, we're called to continue to remind each other ultimately of who God is. And in turn, that will reflect (sighs) my kavod rests in God. So my circumstance might change. The one I love might leave. My job might disrupt from my life, vanish. But yet, my kavod, the one thing I deeply need, is anchored in God through Jesus Christ. Hebrews 6.11 We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of our soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. Remember, behind the curtain was the Holy of Holies in the Old Testament. And when Christ died, that curtain was ripped to give us access to the holy place. And so that is the anchor of your soul. It is Jesus Christ who has brought you into his holiness. It is Father God who has ushered you into himself. Psalm 1611. So we already had a promise that if we exchange this, if we function out of insecurity, our sorrows will multiply. Here's the combative promise. Here's the blessing. You will make known to me, God, the paths of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. And in your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So God's promise is in his presence, fullness of joy, ultimate capacity. And it lasts for eternity. It lasts for all time. To me, within that is the definition of security. Secure people do lovely things. Secure people do wise things. Secure people get the get the formula right where they worship God, they love people, and they use things for their enjoyment. Things become gifts again. And what do you do when you get gifts, whether it be a person or an object? You're thankful. And so living from security breeds thankfulness, and thankfulness produces glory to God. Here's what I'll leave you with. Psalms 23 The opening line, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. I pray that that would make its way deep, deep, deep into my heart. That you would recognize, if you have Jesus, you have kavod, you have security. Stop searching for it. It's already yours when we recognize or spot in ourselves or spot in each other the clamorings of a two-year-old, gently remind each other who God is and his place in our life. Let's pray. Father, I recognize um, how often that I forget my position before God. How often that it leaves the front of my mind of what you have done for me. 
that I have been sealed with the love of God. That Christ Jesus is anchored in my spirit for all time. I pray that we would function as a body from that position of fullness, from that position of strength, and from that position of might. That we would recognize and remember that each day we rise, that we rise with the great unity of the Holy Trinity. That God's power might strengthen us and his might might pilot us and his wisdom might guide us. That the whole world would see our good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. Amen.